Guys, what is going on? And thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Everyday Growth Podcast with your host, me, Anthony J. Here we search out for individuals who have grown in one way or another during their lifetime. Back in January, my next guest started her very first podcast where she educates you on the, on the nutrition facts and sciences that will help you out from here to there. She also shares her favorite tactical tips so you can develop healthier habits and behaviors to commit to a healthier and better you. But don't just take my word for it, guys. Let's let her explain how she is currently changing lives each and every day. I'm super, super excited to have on my next guest. Without further ado, I give to you Tony Marinucci. What's going on, sister? How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for that fabulous intro. You're professional at this. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Thank you for the compliment back. But thank you. First and foremost, thank you for coming onto the podcast and saying what's up to the community and myself. I know you and I had a podcast last week on yours. And I just want to say thank you so much for giving me some of your time and your energy. I really do appreciate it. I know how busy you are. Uh, pre well, I appreciate you. And I love that we can help and support each other because I know that we have we share a similar mission, which is helping people just get better every single day inside and out. So it's an honor to be here. So thank you. Yeah, let's dive down that hole, man. Let's uh, tell the community what you're all about and where you got into the space, man. I don't even know the story. So I would love for you to give me a little bit of background on the story and like what makes Tony, Tony, you know? Yeah, well, it is a long story. That's okay. um, my name is Tony. So if you can guess, most people named Tony are usually Italian. <laughs> so um, I grew up in a Greek and Italian family, actually. So if you can imagine, food in a Greek, in a Italian culture is a lot, and then the Greek culture, it's a lot. So there was a lot of food, but it was a lot of love. Um, I grew up on Long Island, New York, and I had a very loving family. Um, at the same time, food really was the focus, and most of the people around me were overweight, and just food was very abundant, and it wasn't something that we looked at as a way to like take care of our body. If anything, it tended to be something to just like eat, 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 and it was like a very big celebration. And unfortunately, as a result, I was overweight too as a child, and I got teased in school. Um, my sister at the time was struggling with a lot of emotional. Um, and mental, I would say turmoil, like she's fine now, but it was very chaotic at my house and she was struggling so much and I knew I wanted to lose weight and I knew that I needed help and I knew that I was insecure and I was getting made fun of and I felt very isolated and alone. But at the same time, she was struggling so much and as the older sister, I just didn't feel like there was room for me to talk about my problems and to say that I wanted help. So it kind of led me down a deep and dark path of trying to figure it out on my own. And it started at the age of like 11, years old and trying to restrict my food and I was very active in sports and I'd come home from tryouts and basketball practice and volleyball practice and I remember exercising more after already exercising for three hours trying to kind of get rid of all the food that I ended up overeating as a result for undereating, and it was just a vicious vicious cycle I looked up every magazine article I tried to listen to what my friends were doing I tried to watch what I used to hear about my mom talk about Weight Watchers and I just was constantly trying to lose weight but I had no guidance or understanding behind it so this basically led me to go to school to become a registered dietitian because I wanted the secrets I wanted to know <laughs> I wanted to know how I could lose weight um, and I started to find that it wasn't so much about um, what I ate or how I eat it was really more about my habits and how I looked at food and the relationship I had with food and rather using it as punishment I realized it could be fuel and it could actually support me in my workouts and I started to um, treat it as that and using it as like okay if I want to get through a workout 
I need to not be so stuffed and sluggish that it, it motivates me to do it. But then after I finish, I have to recognize that I can recover a lot better if I choose smarter choices. Um, so I went to school to become a registered dietitian and they later got my master's degree in nutrition and dietetics. And I got many jobs. I worked in um, eating disorder centers. I worked in nursing homes. I worked in clinical settings. I've worked in management, daycares. I mean, I love nutrition, everything about it. And about two years ago, I decided to launch my own business because I felt like all the settings that I went, was in, although they were helpful, it wasn't really helping the girl that I was, which is why I got into dietetics in the first place, was I wanted to help that person that had a negative relationship with food that looked in the mirror and was really disappointed and disgusted with what they saw and just looked at food as like this thing that used to be fun and celebratory in their family and their culture, and then turned into like this constant battle. And I realized that in all the positions I was in as a dietitian, although I was being hopeful, I wasn't really getting to the root cause of what my clients really needed. And so that's why I started my own business and I do more nutrition coaching now. And I really work more on the preventative end of helping people just feel their best self, feel the most confident they've ever been, and really start to understand that developing a healthy lifestyle and committing to being the healthiest version of themselves is only the tip of the iceberg to the potential of the life that they want to live. Yeah, man, that is super powerful that, I mean, coming from a family, it's, well, as we grow up, we really don't see what's going on until a little bit as we get older. And it's a shame that, you know, you and your sis went through something like that. And I just think that is going on so much today, even as we get older as adults, it's like that's, that stuff still goes on, you know, and it's, they, it's, it's really sad. It's really sad how that does go on. How does working for yourself now, I mean, besides it's amazing, I'm sure it's amazing and your own schedule and everything, but how does that compare to, you know, working for another company and almost have to like obey by their guidelines on like what you should be doing? How is it? To it has to be totally different from what you're doing today. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, from I think every job that I got, I got a little bit closer to knowing what it would feel like to be my own boss. So like I started in a private practice, believe it or not, where I worked for someone and that's where I thought my full job would be. I thought I'd almost like build my own practice under her practice. Um, but she kind of got a little bit overprotective. Mm. Some clients are wanting to see me instead of her. And it was it was no longer like I could have my own thing. It was very much like what are you talking about? Why are they want to see you? Like it just became not a great healthy environment. So um, with that, I recognized I couldn't fully help because I felt like I was constantly being watched and almost like judged. Um, so then I went into a clinical setting where I would meet with patients for about like, you know, 15 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. But you have to remember in a clinical setting, it's almost a little bit too late. Like it's never too late to change. But in that situation, I was seeing people who just had a heart attack, who were just diagnosed with diabetes, who've had years of, of poor eating habits and weren't really living a healthy life. And now here I am after they just went through this very scary situation. They don't know what's going on with their body. They, they're just trying to get information from the doctor, from the nurses, maybe they're being picked in prod and they're not sleeping and they're out of their environment. They're really uncomfortable. They're really scared. Even if what I said to them was helpful, it went in one ear out the other because they're just so overwhelmed with everything. And they really can't, it's like kind of like the, the show, the biggest loser, like where they go off to this Island, right. And they learn everything and all that. But then when they go into real life, like that's when stuff gets real and they need to be really working on like the day-to-day -day stuff. So I can educate, 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 
but it's the in-between stuff that matters the most, right? It's like when my clients are now able to text me and they'll be like, listen, I know we talked on our call that on we have this great plan but now my boyfriend surprised me and is taking me here like what do I do mm -hmm. like those things that used to you would react to that and it would ruin your whole weekend now you have someone to kind of coach you through and I realized that if you I really wanted to help people to work on behavior change and behavior modification they need a step of the way not just like here's some information about how you can control your diabetes and then leave on or here's some information about how to lose weight and then they never see me again. Like I really want to make sure that they have the support and understanding and education behind it every little bit of a, at a time. My, my slogan is helping you get healthy one bite at a time because I believe it's I just, it. nutrition is very overwhelming and we can't change everything overnight and we have to work on it one step at a time. And I just felt like the best opportunity for me to do that was with my business, working one-on-one -on -one with people with a high level of accountability. What was the switch for you? Because I know you went through so much schooling and that wasn't the easiest thing to do. I, I, know, I know I talked to a lot of RDs and it's just like, man, you can have that whole side of that. That's, that's fine. I can't go to school for that long. What was the switch? When did you were like, okay, listen, I know what I've learned. I love what I've learned. I put my time in, my blood, sweat, and tears. Was, was there something that just kind of, you know, switched in your brain where you're like, okay, listen, I know all that information. I'm, I, I have so much information. I can overload anybody with anything. I want to do it this way. I believe in this way over that way. Was there, I don't want to say you don't believe in the whole registered dietitian, all the schooling that you went to. I'm sure you do, but when there has to have been a switch to mm -hmm. go do what you want to do and be like, man, I can make an impact doing it like this. It almost goes to show you too, because your one boss, you know, kind of was like, why do you want to go see you? So you must have already been doing something that's mm -hmm. been different from what you've been trained to do. Was what was there? What was it? Where, where was, what didn't it happen? Um, I think, well, for one, I'm really big on connection. I believe mm. like outside of my career and nutrition and all that, I think as a human being, we're here and put on this earth to connect, to help each other grow and to be better. And I felt like in every setting that I was in, I was limited into my ability to be able to do that. And I don't believe, I know a lot of people, some people think that we're supposed to, we live here, we work, we raise a family and we die, but I kind of think like, no, this is our life and we can create what we want and every day is a gift and every day is an opportunity for us to give to this world and to do the best that we can. And I just felt like I was limited in those other areas. And to answer your question, I, it wasn't, I played scared a lot. Like I always knew I wanted to own my own business. Um, Tips with Tony is the name of my business, but it actually started as a blog back in my junior year of college. I remember sitting in in um, class and studying you know whatever I forget what class I was in but he everyone in my in my classroom was kind of before class started was saying oh god this person they're doing a sh they're doing that cleanse again like they're doing a detox like kind of like rolling their eyes at society falling into the quick fixes and the fads and although it was frustrating and I was annoyed with it as well I realized that sitting there about it and complaining about it wasn't going to fix the problem so that's when I actually started Tips with Tony as a nutrition blog and a free platform where I provided reliable nutrition information because at that at that time although I wasn't a registered dietitian yet I already had two years, two, three years of school under my belt. And I was super involved and in, I, in my summers I spent as a nutrition educator. And I already knew I knew more than most people in the world about nutrition. So I started my nutrition podcast, um, no, my podcast, my nutrition blog, which started on YouTube and all that. Fast forward, now it's been 10 years 
where I've had this platform giving out free nutrition advice, a lot of people started asking me questions and I was giving out a ton of free advice and I found myself loving the one-on-one -on -one mm. connection of helping people more so than when I was in, even I was in a supermarket, I worked in a supermarket, I worked in daycare, like I said, all these other settings. I just felt like my heart was telling me to like really help these people when they're at home, like when they're yeah, at work, when they're doing their day-to-day -day stuff. So, I mean, it wasn't easy. Like I said, I had the blog. I thought about opening a business probably like five years ago, kind of tried it a little bit, but it wasn't until I hired my first mentor, um, Tony Stefan, I'm sure he's very well known in the space. And if you don't know now, most people will know him soon. Um, he's just somebody that I chose to invest my money and time and energy into because he already had an established nutrition coaching business. And so he kind of helped me kind of skyrocket, build up the confidence, build up the systems to be like, no, this is what you're meant to do. You've already known that deep down. Like you've always, you keep, you dream about it. You think about it. It always comes up. It always creeps up. Um, you just got to do it. So I got serious about making my tips of Tony kind of free nutrition coaching business and I got my LLC about two years ago and I built my business on the side while working full-time for another company and then February of this year I decided to I was like you know what I'm just gonna do it like I just I know this is what I meant to do I already had the podcast up I already had you know like basic things I had a good clientele I was like I know I just need the time and energy to be able to give this rather than giving it to somebody else and I just took the leap and Honestly, it's been really, really great ever since. That's amazing. I love that. It's, it's, we are uh, our own worst critic at all times, right? Like, man, if we can just get a swift kick in the ass, like every morning out of bed. Yes, thank you. That's exactly what I needed every single day to get going. Um, to go back a little bit to when you were in school and you started hearing those things about, you know, I love the fact that you did say like, you know, complaining, like nothing gets done with complaining. I love, let's just put that out there right now. Let's put that out. Let's put that out in the world and just say it more, like more and more almost every <laughs> podcast, I should say that, but nothing gets done with complaining. And as you were sitting there hearing people, they were literally complaining. And it's like, well, what, you know, what the fuck are you doing about it? You know, like, as you just gonna sit here and complain and be like, well, people are stupid. Like that doesn't get anything done. But when it comes to the cleanses and the wraps and the pills and all that stuff. Have you ever tackled anybody that's kind of been on down that, down that road and you try to pull them back a little bit and be like, Hey, listen, let me tell you what's not going to work and what you're doing, what's actually going to do. So I think this is actually the very first time this has been brought up on this podcast from, and you are my first RD, by the way, it's been on the podcast. So woo! <laughs> and uh, I'm excited. I'm more excited than, you know, so what can we tell people about these things that they're jumping to three, six weeks, you know, every three weeks, every six weeks, every 10 weeks, what's it actually doing? Let's start with like a cleanse, man. Like what are you actually doing when you take three, four, five, seven days to remove all of your macros and just plow down some kind of super expensive juice from another country that you don't even know what the hell's in it? What are we, what are we actually doing? Well, you're just prolonging the, ine the inevitable, which is developing healthier habits because anything you do temporarily will only produce temporary results. So say you do this cleanse, this detox tea, whatever, and you lose seven pounds or 10 pounds in a week. That's mostly water weight. And mm -hmm. what's worse, it's probably muscle, which we don't want to lose. We want to preserve for the long term. Um, but regardless, it's the second you go back to eating the way you normally did and you, you, you know, go back to your regular routine you're gonna gain that weight back. And you never fix the things that matter most, which is learning how to grocery shop, learning how to prepare your food, learning how to navigate social situations, knowing what are good healthy snack swaps that you can have, drinking more water. Like those are all 
things that are going to help you in the long run. So when someone comes to me and they're really adamant about doing a cleanse or a detox, I kind of take a step back and I kind of ask them why. And I ask them if they've ever done it before, because a lot of people think that when, you know, if they did it before it works, but they just like, maybe they just didn't do it right or something. It's like, no, you did it right. It worked the way that it worked, <laughs> but it's not the solution. So you're not doing the thing that is going to set you up for long-term success. So what I will say is the best way, if you really want to cleanse your body, the best way is to feed it your ma the macronutrients and the healthy sources of carbohydrates, of protein, of fats, and making sure that you're getting a balanced diet. Because when you do that, then you actually are supporting your organs that naturally detoxify your body. So our skin detoxifies us, our liver, our kidneys, our lungs. We do this. Our bodies have natural processes in place to help cleanse the body. So you don't need to take anything external to do it. You just have to consistently support your body to do it. So a lot of people think that they need to like kind of get a jump start or a restart. But once again, you're just prolonging the inevitable of learning to just commit to being a healthier version of yourself and always kind of, not always, but like 80, 90% of the time looking for healthier options. And that's the best way to cleanse your body and you'll have normal bowel movements and you'll have great energy and it won't be temporary. It'll be your life. And it's a really cool thing to wake up every day feeling like you have the energy to do what you want to do. Yeah. Uh, you'll have better bowel movements. That's funny that we, we said that in the same sentence as a uh, cleanse that we're talking about, because I'm sure a lot of people do a cleanse. And they're like, I'm losing weight. It's like, no, you've been in the bathroom 16 times today. It's going to be water. <laughs> so weigh yourself before, weigh yourself after. You lost four pounds. Congratulations. The cleanse worked. You know, exactly. That's, I, I, I love how you put it, though, too, because um, going, going back to what you also said, it's like the small changes that you do and how you like to change everybody. Like each bite means something. It's, it's super imperative that we know that. And it's like these, everyone wants to make a humongous change yesterday and they want to feel the results yesterday. We're so yeah. impatient as, you know, as where we live in the United States. We're so impatient. We want everything yesterday. And it's like what we can really do, like go back to the cleanse talk. It's like, just don't do that. Number one, let's put that out there too. Let's don't do that. Take a hard, good look at what you're actually eating. Um, how many times you're going out to dinner? How many times you're going out for drinks per week? And let's just start there. Is that something that you like to kind of like tackle right away with like you're, you're right, like, a, like you're onboarding a client. Like we always say this too. It's like, you don't just toss macros at people and be like, talk to you next week. Check, yeah. hope, hope you have a good check-in. It's like, we first take a good look at your surroundings because nine times out of 10, now fuck that. I'm going to say this 10 times out of 10, what's in your surroundings is really holding you back from your goals. What yeah. do you usually do like right away with a client? Is that something you kind of look into immediately to see what's going on? Yeah, the first thing I always ask is for a 24-hour recall, which is I have them, I, I usually tell them to have them tell me what they ate the day before, or I'll say in general, give me like a weekday norm for you. What's the first time you eat or drink something? Never assuming they had breakfast or anything, because then they might lie. So I kind of just I'm like, what's the, when's the first time you eat or drink something? Be as specific and as detailed as possible. From portion size to, I had coffee. Did you put anything in your coffee? Where did you get your coffee? You know, stuff like that. Um, and I kind of, I take a look at that whole week. I also, then I ask them for a weekend and how that's different from the weekend, from the weekday, because most people don't eat enough on the weekdays and they eat too much on the weekend. So I'd like to get a good picture and understanding and why people tend to plateau is because they're not paying attention to their weekends. And so I like to know the difference between their eating habits um, on, say, like a Wednesday versus Saturday. 
Um, and then I usually will have them tell me where they feel most comfortable to begin. Because if they try to change all of their habits in one week, they might be successful, but they're going to not be so happy the next week. And they're going to they're gonna feel disappointed. I rather them start small, build momentum over time, and keep them motivated. So I usually have them tell me where they're ready to make the change. And then from there, um, I give suggestions and like realistic strategies on how to do that. So a big example, I mean, pretty standard, but like, most people that come to me aren't drinking enough water. So, okay, what are the barriers? Some people, I have nurses, I have teachers, I have people working night shifts, I have people that, they're older and they, if they drink water past 8 p.m., they're up all night using the bathroom. So, like, there's a lot of barriers. It's not that they, they know they need to drink it, but it, there's stuff in their way. So, I kind of help them unpack that. And then we talk about strategies, maybe, like, getting it, downloading an app like Plant Nanny. I love that app. It's so good. Plant Nanny is like a cute little plant that if you don't drink water, it dies and you feel Stop. bad. I've never yeah, heard of this really, It's really cute. It's like really, really cute. So download that app. Um, I'm like, maybe we need to, maybe you just need a reminder and using a cute app. Um, maybe you need to leave a case of water in the trunk of your car or a refillable water bottle carrying it with you. Maybe you need to make sure that every time you eat, you also drink since you're already doing something, you're already eating at that time. And maybe you usually have a soda or an iced tea. Let's switch that up for water. So those are like basic things. And it seems so small. But we know that drinking more water is not the only thing that they're going to do that day, right? We know that they're going to feel more energized. They're probably not going to have a headache. They'll probably have more normal bowel movements. Right. And they're going to, because they didn't have like a high sugary drink, they're probably not going to crash and go for something like another piece of sugar later. Like, you know, so it, these little things that seem so insignificant, they really do have long-term change and they affect one another. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just awesome. I love the app idea because it's always like, you always try to be like, uh, just like set a timer on your phone to like remind you a couple times an hour to drink and stuff like that. But it's like, how many timers can you possibly set in your phone? Your phone be going off all day long, you know? So like, I love the app thing and that the nanny thing is hysterical. I'm actually going to download that. Like, I want that for myself. So cute. Dude, you, can a name, you can name the plants. Stop. They have, yeah, they even have cactus plants, which is kind of funny because it's like, do you, how much do you water them? You don't really need to, but I don't know. But yeah, they're really, really cute. <laughs> That's awesome. And when it comes to like, even just getting someone to drink more water, like realistically, like you are going to feel so much better if you give yourself three, four, five days of actually hitting the amount of water that you should. And mm -hmm. just the fact that like, like you always said, like you said it perfect with the bowel movements and everything. It's like, you guys want to actually, if you're so prone on the scale, like the scale will move once you get super hydrated, you know what I'm saying? So we're, we're always in like this up and down, right? Like a lot of people be like, Oh, I'm good on one day. And then oh, I was down on this day. It was like, you guys want to get rid of some bloat, drink some water, honestly, yeah. like get your body working correctly. And it, it, I think for me, water's like up there, man. That's like number one. I mean, yeah. like, take, take everything else out. Like not, we're not talking sleep. We're not talking running. We're not talking working out. Like just something you can put in your body. That's really going to help you out for energy, for sleep, for bowel movements. It's water, man. I mean, like what's a good amount of water that you tell people, what's your kind of like percentage that you like to try to get people started? Yeah, so um, the basic formula is take your weight in pounds, divide that by two, and that's the total ounces of water you need per day. So simple math, if you're 200 pounds, you would need 100 ounces of water a day. So if you want to know how many cups that is, you have to divide it by eight. So it, it tends to be a little bit, there's a lot of math, but it seems complicated, but it's not that complicated. Um, 
The other thing to do is quickly check the color of your urine. If it's dark yellow, you are not hydrating enough. And also, if you're super active and you're an athlete, if it's clear, you overhydrate it. So that's one thing to know for sure. Um, if you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. So keep that in mind. That's a and huge cue. That's a huge yeah, cue. Huge cue. And one thing we also didn't, um, we didn't mention as the benefits of drinking water, which I think is really helpful if someone's trying to lose weight is not because it'll fill you up and it's zero calories and all that. But sometimes we think we're hungry and we're really just thirsty. And so, you know, if it's like late at night and you already ate your food for the day, you're not really hungry. It's time to go to bed. But that nighttime snacking for you is something that like could really just ruin your entire day. Um, drink some water. And then if you're still hungry, then you can talk about it, but chances are you'll probably be satisfied and you just go to sleep. That's awesome. Yeah. So guys, like she said, it's your, your cue is half the body weight in water. What would you say for, for athletes? How much more water would you have to drink? That's somewhere around like, you know, 15 to 20 more ounces per hour of activity or something like that. Believe it or not. So it's usually about a cup of water. So eight ounces for every 15 to 30 minutes. And it depends, obviously, of the intensity of the workout. So, um, like a you know, like a sixteen ounce bottle pull in spring. If you're doing like a thirty to forty five minute workout, that would you would need that in addition to hmm. your regular amount. And then, if you're exercising for like an hour and a half or more, or you're like profusely sweating and you're not eating the right amount of foods back, like sodium like sodium rich foods and potassium rich foods, and you're eating your electrolytes, then something like um, a watered down Gatorade might be beneficial. Depends on, obviously this is where nutrition gets a little bit more um, one-to-one specific, right. uh, but that's something to note as well. It's like for me, I'm personally, I have very low blood pressure, I'm very active. So I actually have to, even though I salt my, I salt my foods, I'm like complete opposite. If I don't, I get dizzy. And if I know that I'm not going to be able to eat, I will have something like a watered down Gatorade to help me um, to replenish my electrolytes. Yeah. And that's just goes back to every single person is different. I mean, it's, it, it really is. And what sport, how active you are, what's your age, you know, what's your job. I mean, people that sit all day, it's like, there's so many things we have to address just besides that point. But I love the fact that, you know, how do you kind of coach, I want to go back to the connection thing. Cause I'm really big on connection with all my clients too. I think it's so funny out of all the education that we do continue to have and that we do have, it's almost like, man, I need to, there needs to be like connection classes because mm-hmm. there's so much that gets done once you break down that, that wall that most brand new clients have way up in the air. And you're like trying to like, All right, dude, this is the day I'm going to, I'm going to throw a rope over and I'm going to get over it. Today's the day. No, it doesn't happen. But when we do start breaking down all those walls and we do make that connection, that's really when the floodgates open. And what, type of mindset or what type of skills do you teach or try to use? Maybe not even teach. What do you like to use T that you can just really help people out? And then you see that breakthrough. How good does that feel to you? Yeah. Um, the biggest thing is listening, Hmm. like listen, 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 because a lot of times the, the person on the other end doesn't even really know why they're doing what they're doing. And so if you're trying to give advice and trying to teach them and assume it might put them in the wrong direction. So really just try to ask them questions like, um, you know, tell me more about that. Like, that's actually like, people probably get super annoyed. With me. <laughs> 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 like, but it's true. It's so you know? true. And like, 
And like, what can you think back to a time where you've experienced this before? What was the result? Like really try to get them to kind of see um, their patterns and draw the connections between. So like one client comes to mind, we just started working together and it's going to be a while. And I, I told her that last night. I mean, it's a lot in 30 minutes, but um, she is someone who, you know, food has always been that for her as a coping mechanism. She's, only, she's 25 years old. She's been through some stuff, you know, right. a lot of stuff. Um, and food is just always there. And she was very honest and she's like, I, I'm struggling right now because I know you haven't told me to, I don't restrict. Like I don't tell anyone to like do a crazy thing. She's like, but that's all I've ever done before. And now that you're actually telling me to like that, I can eat, you know, whatever I want, just being more mindful and just, you know, watching my portions in the beginning. I almost she's like, I almost like don't know what to do. And I almost feel like I need to just do this like quick fix, hard diet because Otherwise, it's just easier because right now it's like you're telling me I can eat and now it's like all I want to do is eat mm. and it's getting to the root cause and we're, we're literally just unpacking this. So like everyone's answer this, to this is different, but I think that, you know, it comes down to um, she recogn she's recognizing now that this is actually the end to her using food as a coping mechanism and being able to have that outlet and being able to binge. And now she has to find other ways, which means she's going to have to go deep and she's going to have to unfortunately really, really feel all the pain she's been covering up with using food. Big time. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's going to be, it's a long road. I mean, and a lot of people can, you know, a lot of people can relate to that, not just, you know, not just besides food. You know, there's a lot of things that a lot of people go towards and it's, you cannot, I believe this 100% and it is my 100% bias opinion. This is me talking, not Tony, obviously, but it's, you know, we have to ask ourselves those hard ass questions that we don't want to answer. Mm -hmm. And once those happen, wow, you know, like breakthroughs happen things get easier. The freedom that you feel for your life, your lifestyle, your surroundings, the people around you, everything gets better. And you know, this is an RD to a nutrition coach here on this podcast, but we're talking about food because food is so relatable for every single person. Every mm -hmm. single person loves food. I never come across someone who's like, I just hate food. Like, no, you don't hate food. You know, like if, you know, you don't hate food. Everyone loves food. And we surround ourselves by it because it's like celebration, right? Food and drinks is celebration. That's what we've known since we, were, we came out of the womb. You know, how do you start to educate some of your clients on good foods, quote unquote, you guys can't see my fingers in here like we always do this, right? Quote unquote, good foods and bad foods. And while we're on that same topic, let's, you know, question two on top of that would be the whole, you don't just tell people to eat whatever the hell they want because you know that if they'll start doing that and if you just eat processed food 100 times a day, you know, you're going to, you're going to feel like shit. You're just really going to feel like junk. Your energy levels are going to be low. We can really start messing with some hormones. Where do you start with asking people, you know, what, what's going on and what's some of your non-negotiables. And let me tell you what's really, what, what it's really like good foods and bad foods and how really there's no food that's off limits. Yeah, for sure. So it's a great question. Um, and I, I like to call it, 
I like to call it healthy and healthier or, or like healthy, less healthy and healthier. Right. So that's awesome. kind of the scale that I use actually in my program, my nutrition coaching program that I help my clients, it comes with an app. And every time they take a photo of their foods, upload into the app, they can tell me what their perception of healthy is. So red is like not, not healthy. Yellow is somewhat healthy and green is very healthy. Now me looking in, my version of healthy is going to be different from theirs because I'm in a different part of my journey, right? So I was that person who grew up in high school trying to change your eating habits, went to Dunkin' Donuts and thought that by getting a reduced fat blueberry muffin, I was better off than getting the regular muffin. So for me, my, I thought I was eating healthy. Now I know that muffins are just cupcakes without the frosting on top. And unless you make it from home or you buy the right source, chances are it's going to be, have a lot of sugar, a lot of fat, very little fiber. So I say that to, to let people know that you're not right or wrong with any choice that you make. There's just always an opportunity for education and to make it a little bit better. So if I have a client that's taking, that is for their breakfast is they go to Dunkin' Donuts and it's convenient for them and they usually get a, a muffin and now they get a reduced fat blueberry muffin, I'm going to say to them, great job. I can see the intention was there. Let's explore the other options on the menu because I have a feeling we could probably start your day with a little bit more protein, maybe more whole grains, and you know, maybe even some fiber. So we'll talk about that and I'll really make sure to have them kind of go through and we'll look at all the other options. So something like Dunkin' Donuts, you can get their egg white flatbreads, you can get maybe their oatmeal, you can get banana, you know, there's other options there. Or they then they realize and they're like, you know what, but I could just make it at home. Oh. Amazing. Oh. How can we do oh, this? Wow. What can we make at home? <laughs> <laughs> and then we kind of talk about it. It's like, okay, you can get the oatmeal at Dunkin' Donuts that comes with like a lot, usually like brown sugar and like raisins and there's nothing wrong with that or we can make our own oatmeal at home maybe do overnight oats maybe make it the day before so you don't have to stop the Dunkin Donuts you don't have to prepare in the morning and now you just saved yourself time money and energy right so it's really just unpacking that and just teaching them and educating them along the way so something like we talk about oatmeal I usually encourage them to go towards more whole grain carbohydrates and starchy vegetables as their carbohydrate rich choices. So those are going to be things that are higher in dietary fiber. They're going to keep them fuller for longer. Um, and they usually have other micronutrients with it. So like a sweet potato, right? It's a starchy vegetable. It's going to have tons of fiber. It's going to have vitamin A. Um, and that's going to make them feel fuller than say white rice with their dinner. Not that you can't have it, but just being mindful if that, if that's your only option for dinner is like rice, 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 then it might be a little bit harder to get to. I work with a lot of people with weight loss. So if like, mm. I'm talking to an athlete, white rice might be the best thing for them. Right. right? But depending on what they're, if they're trying to like bulk up or something. But with me, you know, I'm usually working with weight loss clients and like, it's really taking the, having them to take a look and being like, listen, you can have rice, but Maybe what we want to do is add some cauliflower rice to that to give it bulk and volume and add more nutrition to it in a way so that you can still enjoy your rice, but not having it be the reason, part of the reason why you're not able to lose weight, because that just might be an area where you're exceeding your calories. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I think it all comes down to is just making those, those little changes. You know, when you, when you talk about uh, personal connection and that's, that's just it, right? You're diving 
into it and explaining them, educating and explaining, you know, I love how you have the app too. That's great too. So it's really holding people accountable. That's another part of connection, right? Like that's the whole part behind being a coach. Right. And it's like, once you have that connection and you start putting all these things in place now, like you just said, what'd be a breakthrough? Be like, why am I here? I could do all this at home and I'll just go brew some coffee and have a bowl of oatmeal with a banana and some strawberries in the morning. It's like, yes, do that to go do that. Please go do that. Don't go Dunkin' Donuts. You know, but it's like, and, and here's the thing. A lot of people be like, well, you know, fuck you. I love Dunkin' Donuts. That's not what we're saying. Okay. She just gave beautiful examples of what you can do and different uh, like options of what you can do there. And if you love their coffee, I get it. I'm a coffee snob too, but you just don't have to get something that's 700 calories in your coffee in the morning. Okay. We can really just have some black coffee and just go with the flow, you know? And I think that's the biggest thing is just getting in the food and understanding like the energy, like how do you feel? Like, that's something I always ask too. It's like, but I like eating those things. Like, that's cool. Let's, let's cut down on those things and tell me how you feel after a week of really waking up in the morning, having an amazing, beautiful omelet in the morning with greens and veggies and all that stuff. Like, how does it feel? So what are some of the, like, the greatest breakthroughs that you've had in, in your time? Because you've been doing this for quite some time and, and, you're, and you guys, please look up Tony. She's a very young and beautiful girl who's got so much education behind her and she knows exactly what she's talking about and she's been doing this for so long. So what are some of the great breakthroughs you've had and how long have you been doing this? Yeah. Are you asking personally or professionally? Like no, professionally. Yeah. Yeah. How many kind of like, give me some great breakthroughs you've had with clients just to give some people some retrospect on like, these are things that you can look forward to, to having as a, you know, once you come to me as a coach. Yeah. Um, I use this example a lot, but I just like still can't get over it. So I had a client who came to me and actually she wasn't a weight loss client. She was just somebody who she, although she ended up losing about 10 pounds, she was healthy when she first came to me, um, healthy body weight wise, which is like a whole other topic, right? <laughs> Proportionally height to weight and all that, whatever. She was within a normal um, range. With that being said, she knew that she was like eating too much candy and she just like wasn't eating right. She never felt good. Her skin wasn't good. She just felt sluggish. She felt tired. Um, and every other aspect of her life, she was killing, she was crushing it. She's a director mm -hmm. of a hospital. She's married. She comes from a good family. Like every other aspect was great, but she just didn't feel good. Um, so long story short, it kind of got her into now where food is just like she, you know, cooks from home. Um, she cook, prepares her food all the time, all that, like she can navigate social situations, all that, right? Great. We would think that, okay, amazing. She loses 10 pounds. She feels confident. She feels great. She has all this energy. She's amazing. In this, at the same time, her husband, who initially when we first started talking, like he was supportive, but like he also was buying fast food and like we had, I had a teacher how to like, okay, if he's eating that, you can eat it too. But if you want to make your own food, you can make your own food too. You don't have to eat what he's eating just because you're married. Right. Mm -hmm. So through osmosis, this guy loses 70 pounds within the six months of me what? working with her because he starts just eating what she cooks. Now he starts seeing that she works out. He starts going to the gym. They are now like the fittest, hottest, sexiest freaking couple I've ever <laughs> laid my eyes on. Literally, and I never even spoke to him. Not even once. I'd see him in the background and we would wave to each other. But well, that, that is, uh, I well, know. <laughs> the podcast is over. Thank you guys for listening. We're going to end it right there on that note. Um, that's fucking crazy. Because it How just goes to show, going back to what you were saying earlier, your environment is everything. Mm. 
And sometimes we don't have the supportive environment, so we have to create it. And That's then right. in turn, that will affect it. And also, I will also say her sister, her sister's husband, they all started getting healthy because they're Italian. Sunday family dinners, she started being like, no, thank you. I don't want the second serving of pasta. You know what I mean? Right. And I wanna, I'm not just like literally like, and she'd be, I can't give out patient information, but I know at the same time, if you contacted her, she'd be like super happy to tell you. Like the entire family as a result is just feeling like their most energized, healthiest selves. It's like really awesome. That's amazing. It's like everyone at the same time was like, uh, enough is enough and I want to change and we're going to do it this way. And I think that's, I mean, that's amazing. Whether they were all your clients or not, you still helped that entire situation out. So applaud to you too. That's an amazing, amazing job. Um, a lot of people would probably be like, you know, try to sneak their way in there and be like, Oh, tell them to give me a call. But I think that's just something that goes to show you the level of professionalism the care, the camaraderie, and how good of a coach you actually are to do something like that because that takes a lot and that takes a lot to change to change a client and have them understand that they need to change oneself and then not to mention that they have loving people around them. They're like, I'm on board too with you because let's, let's really flip the script on that and now you're helping somebody and one and, you know, the spouse, loved one, brother, sister, whoever they live with, you know, um, they're like, it's stupid. It's dumb. What are you doing? You know? And all of a sudden it's like, now you, it's almost like, all right, I need to talk to them. They need to get on the phone. It's kind of like, like I don't know if you've ever had that before. I have had to do that before. And I've actually yeah. lost a client because of that. And it's a very sad thing when the person in the house doesn't back you up, man. Like that yeah. sucks. Like they come to one of us as a coach. We're trying to coach. We're trying to give them everything. We're trying to give pour our heart and soul into helping them out because we truly, truly do care. You know, we're trying to put ourselves out there for them and we understand how hard it was for them to take that step and even talk to one of us, right? To, to talk to you and fill out your application just be like, T, I need some help. That right there, that, that, that's like the last thing people do. You know, that is never the first thing people do. That's like, all right, I don't feel good. Something's wrong. I'm finally going to reach out for help. Have you ever been on like the opposite side of that good story you just said? Let me tell you, that was an amazing story. Once again, props to you. Have you ever been on the opposite side of that where you're like damn it like there's some things that are going on that I just they're out of my control and we're gonna take mm -hmm. a step back so yeah so okay so this is a good example so I had someone who um so let me just give a, a background so my coaching program is a minimum six-month commitment and I make people pay up front intentionally because it's easy to back out when stuff gets hard when it gets uncomfortable and they want to go back to their old ways and because I make them pay up front, they then get around that three month mark. Most people can stick to something for about like six to eight weeks. And then after that, it becomes really challenging. So I need to guarantee that all this work that we did was not for nothing and that they're going to actually make a lifestyle change. I know this and I intentionally provide this. However, I had someone come to me who was like a friend of a friend who had, as a favor, I was kind of like, I would love to help. I will love to help her all that. And, and I will. And so I kind of went with her and I said, okay, it's okay. Um, I know your husband's not hundred percent on board with you doing this. I said, let's just, um, kind of do it for like a month. And I would love to continue working with you each, you know, after that, but I understand the situation's the situation. Um, and he's not really hundred percent on board. I don't know. With that, we worked together for a month. She is feeling 
amazing, incredible. Um, she's walking more. Now this is someone who's taking medications for diabetes, high cholesterol, is morbidly obese, needs this, Yes. needs this. We get to the end of the month. Um, I, I thought maybe we can get the husband on the phone. He wouldn't even get on the phone with me and he literally closed the card. Like he just would not allow it. No, not let her to continue. Um, and it's just really sad. It's just really, really sad because she had like this great jump start, and she's like, I'm so grateful and I'm gonna really try. But she knows that the honor call before we start working together, she's like, I just need the accountability. Like, I need someone to kind of push me because I know I can easily go back into my old ways, and I, I know that's what I need. And now, um, you know, I don't know, to be honest, I'm gonna follow up with her just to check on, on her and see how she's doing, but it's just, really sad that it comes sometimes it comes down to money or it just comes back to like not understanding um and now it's like all this work i'm hoping it wasn't wasted but it definitely isn't she's not working to her potential because you have to stop yeah she's looking looking to you you know and it's because she's never had it before you know she's never had anybody in her corner it sounds like and and that's like you know, that's a shame, man. We got to back people up, especially if it's for like a positive. This is, this is, this is where I kind of, this is where I kind of get, you know, my black and white arguments from. This is kind of how I am with people. It's like, you need to make a change for a positive. You need to make a change to save your fucking life. Yeah. How can you possibly quit on that? Mm-hmm. And how can someone not back you up when you're trying to do things for a better? Yeah. That's almost like donating your time for free to anything down the street to help out people that may not have food or that have to go to a shelter or helping out with anybody for free or donating your time. And someone's telling you you should stop doing that because it doesn't do anything for you. Mm. Like that's how I feel about it sometimes. And it's like, hold the phone. Like I, I want to live longer, you know, yeah. like I need to do this. Like people need us to help them out. And it's one of those things like it's very sad when, you, it's like, you have to, you have to check back up with this person. Like, I know you will. And it's one of those things that we can't let it go because yeah. we definitely don't want it to go back the other way or God forbid you don't check up and you check up in a year and something yeah. really major has happened. You know, mm-hmm. what do you do in a situation like that besides check back up on them? I mean, like, how do you like, let's, let's break it down this way. Let's kind of get real. Let's get really fucking real right here on this podcast. And I've never asked anybody this. And I, if you don't want to answer, you don't have to. How does it make you feel that you can't help people when that happens? Oh my God, don't even, it triggers a lot. So it's, it's very triggering. And so the old me before I did all the work, um, I would have totally like, I would have coached her for free hands down. And I'm not saying I haven't done that before, but it's been with there's more give and take it. Like, you know, in this situation, it just seems like her husband was completely off to it. Like, no, not happening. Like, I don't know their dynamic. I can't, you know, I not my role, but the only would have totally just like coached her for a whole six months, completely free because I wanted what's best for her. And I'm not saying that I won't do that, but I have to be mindful of like the reason why I probably would have responded that way is because growing up, like I said, my sister was struggling a lot 
And I so I ignored my own feelings and what I needed so much to help her, but I felt like nobody was listening, nobody was understanding. I, I had no voice. I was like trying to get her the help that she needed. And I just felt like I constantly was getting shut out and shut out and shut out. And so I finally shifted to a career where I can help people and they're open to it and they want to hear from me and I have a voice, right? But now I get shut down. That triggers a lot of my childhood of feeling like my opinion doesn't matter. Even though I know deep down, like my sister who struggled with uh, depression and anxiety, she was never good in school. She needed help. I knew that. But my mom and my dad, they just... They kind of knew it, but they didn't know it. They were brilliant, but friends that she hung out with, like it just, it was taken seriously, but it wasn't taken seriously. And I was just like, no, like I know that she needs more support and more guidance. And so something like that will trigger that in me. And I have to remind myself that, okay, this is not you as a child. Like this is you as a professional, you know, you have a thriving business and you deserve, people deserve you just, people deserve your time and energy and you provide a value and a service and you literally are changing your life. And that does not come free. So I've had to really change the way that I think about it. But yeah, I mean, for sure. I, mean, I think as an entrepreneur, I don't know, I think you have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen, but, um, and it, or maybe are thinking about going into entrepreneurship. Um, it is probably the most, um, personal growth you will ever go through preach like in your entire life like it's I've never thought that by choosing to be an entrepreneur I was also choosing to like get super real and vulnerable with myself and who I was and get tested and um it's real it's like I think it's your story I think everybody's story like comes full circle once they finally take that leap and start building their own business and doing what they were called to do yeah. And like to add to that, it's the scariest thing in the world, man. It really is. It's like, there's so many emotions that we have to battle every single day. Um, I know that, you know, my girlfriend's off, um, you know, she's off early in the morning. She doesn't get home till later in the afternoon. And it's one of those things. It's like, well, yeah, I'm in the house by myself. You know I'm saying? It's like, I have things to do, but it's one of those things. Too. What's that? Do you have pets? Dude, okay, uh, we were not allowed to have a pet in our apartment, but we did have a hedgehog for a short period of time. She just passed like a little bit ago. But like hedgehogs, man, very cool, but don't get it for your kid. It's a definitely, it's, a, it's an adult animal for sure. Don't get it for your kid. I was not expecting that. Yeah. Um, do, you guys, yeah. do you guys have a dog? Do you guys have a dog or anything? I have two cats. Two cats? Oh, man. Yeah. And honestly, that is like, the reason why I feel like I can do this. I'm not kidding. It sounds so sad, but like they kind of remind me, there's like the people will tell you to like buy a plant. So like something is living in your surroundings. Like, I don't know, like I wish I could show you them right now because my one bedroom apartment, my office is in my bedroom and I'm watching them snuggle up together on the bed with their face. <laughs> <laughs> but like they're so cute right now. I just like can't. So it's like, I need that to just like remind me that like, Oh, there's life outside of me in this place. <laughs> we get, yeah. And like, that's why this is so great too. And you know, once again, thank you everybody for listening. It's like, this is, this is, you are why we do this. Definitely. You are why we do this. And we've said that over and over again on this podcast, but it is true. It's like, it's almost on those times. Like when I feel overwhelmed, I just stop and I just walk outside. It's like, okay, I go outside. Or if I don't have a client for you know, the next four hours in the gym, it's like, I just have to go walk outside. Cause it's like the things that re-energize you are the things that you forget about. And that is definitely the, it, 
as cliche as this is going to sound, guys, and beat me up later when you see me in the street, the birds and the bees outside and the ducks and the pond right outside my house, like that shit is energizing to me, man. Yeah. It's energizing to me because you get so involved in check-ins and all these things, you know. And like they say, being an entrepreneur is, uh, you know, it's uh, you're by yourself, man. It's definitely, yeah. uh, it's definitely a different thing. I want to ask you this, and you probably don't know, but I end my podcasts with this, and I usually put the guest on the hot seat. So what I would like you to do, get ready, ready? Okay. Positive vibes only, people. Give her the positive vibes. I would like you to drop three actionable items for the people that can use today as soon as they're off of this podcast. Something, your top three things. It could be fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, something that Tony with the top three things, that's all you could say when you meet somebody is these three things. What would you think? What would you say? What would you help these people out with? So the first thing is I'm going to make a t-shirt out of this. And this t-shirt's going to say, warning, if you work with me, I'll turn you into a morning person. Because <laughs> my biggest advice to anybody is to take advantage of your mornings and create a morning routine. Um, don't hit snooze. When the alarm goes off, get up, get out of the bed and do something for yourself. Write in your journal, meditate drink some water, um, take a walk, whatever. So that would be like tip number one is establish a morning routine. Um, tip number two is, um, I would say, is this really cliche? Like super, super cliche. Sweet, sweet, sweet. <laughs> but like listen to your heart, which sounds so cliche, but I'm just going to say it because I think that we all have that kind of pull to do something that's greater than ourselves or bigger mm. than ourselves. And I'm not saying to like quit your job and like go do it right away or like, you know, but something's pulling you. So like do that, like slowly start to explore what that is and really vision envision your life doing those things on a regular basis i think that would be number like the biggest thing and then number three um kind of going back to connection i would say try to tell someone um that you love them or you're thankful for them or show some sort of appreciation like every single day like one person reach out to them and just let them know that they made a big impact in your life um, and when you stay in that state of gratitude, you will just be a more positive person and you'll be less likely to kind of fall into the, your, your headspace and go into the negative, deep, dark places um, because you're reminded of the people that you have in your life that are there to support you and to help you grow. I love it. You do. Thank you so much for those three things. You guys do write those down. Rewind, write those down, do those things. Don't make the shirt though because she's going to be selling it next week. Now that this podcast. <laughs> T, T, where can everyone find you and get a hold of you to say hi or shoot you a DM? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram at tips underscore with underscore Tony, and that's Tony with an I. Um, I have my podcast, the Tips with Tony podcast, and I have a support group called Healthy Lifestyle Support with Tony. And if you have a specific question, you can email me at tipswithtony at gmail.com or you can go to my website, www.tipswithtony.com. Everything is under tips with Tony, people, if you haven't figured that out yet. But <laughs> T, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for your energy and thank you for your time. It means more than you than I can even say. And I love, your, I love the positivity and everything that you're putting out there. And I think your coaching, everything from your coaching to, your, to who you are, to the smile that you have in your face every single day, your podcast, and all of the content you're putting out, I think you're helping way more people than you think. So when you do feel down, stay positive. You're an amazing person. Keep it up. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. guys. I always like to close with this. Please hit up Tony. 
if you guys have any questions about nutrition, anything, she will get back to you. Give her an email and things like that for more serious questions for inquiries about having her as your coach. Please hit her up. She will definitely make a change in your life within the first month. And I guarantee if you stick with her from one to six months, your life will completely change for the more positive and for the more better. Guys, without you, I just want to say thank you so much. We would never be here on this podcast today. I would have never met Tony. I wouldn't be a coach. And you guys, we do it for you all the time. You guys listen to this, take a screenshot, hit up T, hit up myself. We'd love to show you guys some love back. And like always, peace and love. Tony, you're a gem. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much.